Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And we're going to talk about the feast today. Hallelujah. <laughs> feast of Tabernacles. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Shakaba. Yandobo seki yando. You never have to leave the altar. That's one thing I can say about freedom. <laughs> In this feast, they were waving branches. So let's wave branches at these two young men for the Holy Ghost to rule and reign in their life. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Y'all go ahead. Leviticus chapter 23. We're going to talk about the Feast of Tabernacle. 23, 1 and 2. Some of these y'all have heard. I'm just laying a foundation before I start really preaching. Hopefully I'll start preaching today. 23, 1 and 2. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them concerning the Feast of the Lord which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations. Even these are my feast. And then we're going to talk about there's a collection of tabernacles. There's the Feast of Trumpets, the, Fe the Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles. We're in the Feast of Tabernacles right now. And so in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20, thank you, Jesus, laying a foundation. Let me see if I can find Corinthians. First Corinthians, the 15th chapter, verse 20. It says, But now, Christ, now is Christ risen from the dead, and he became the first fruits of them that slept. So Jesus was the first fruits. In this season, in the Bible, I was telling them in prayer this morning, they gave 20 offerings in this season. So some of you may have felt an increase in giving. You may have felt for the last two and a half, three weeks that you just felt an urge to give. Well, that's because you're in this season uh, to give your first fruits. And, and he told them to give the first of your first fruits. Give the first of your first fruits. So give him the best in this season because this is the time for it. In Exodus 34, 22, let's go there. And I'm not talking about money today. I'm going to tell y'all what I'm talking about in a little bit. Money is part of it, but it's not all of it. 34, 22. And you shall observe the feast of weeks of the first fruits of wheat harvest and the feast of ingathering at the end of the year. So he told us to observe these feasts. 
So we want to give honor to Steve Muncy for teaching us this for years and years and years. He's the first person I ever heard the revelation to observe the feast. And, and a lot of people may say, well, that's the Old Testament. But Matthew says Jesus came to fulfill the law, not to do away with it. So we see already that he observed the feast. He went to the temple when he was 12, and he was teaching everybody. And his mom and daddy had to come find me, and he didn't want to leave the temple because everybody was marveling at his words because he was teaching at 12 years old. But he was there to observe the feast. They came together to observe the feast. But we see he is the one that um, gave his life in Matthew. He gave his life, the Bible says, and he became the first fruit of the brethren. So this is what we're after today, more than your money. Even though I saw that up to the top last week for this carpet to be paid for, I've already seen it in the spirit. But I'm not after your money. I'm God's after your heart because wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. So it, it may not be your stronghold. Money might not be your stronghold, but it might be something else. And God's saying he was the first of many brethren that gave it all and gave the first fruits and he's wanting us to give our hearts today in areas that we may have been holding back in. Amen. So we're going to look at, um, let me get my stuff together. We kind of been pressing. So right now we're in the feast of the trumpets. And in this time, there was a gathering, there was a harvest but it was celebration. It was that's one reason the anointing is on the praise today. It's a celebration time. It's a joyful time. It's time for everybody to be happy. Why are we happy? Because in the Bible, the children of Israel in this season, they had gathered all their harvest. So God wanted a feast. So He wanted to be remembered because of, of what He's done. He wanted us to remember. He didn't want us just to go through life and never celebrate that our children are saved. All three of my children are still serving God, and I celebrate that today. My husband's serving God. I celebrate that today. God raised up a school here in a revival house, and I celebrate that today. I celebrate the things. My body's whole. I can see and I can walk, and two years ago I couldn't. I couldn't see and I couldn't walk, but I can see and walk today. I celebrate that today. Hallelujah. We celebrate you today, God. This is a festival. This is a season to tell you thank you for what you've done. Thank you that we're still alive. Thank you that we're saved. Thank you that we're filled with the Holy Ghost. Thank you that we're prosperous. Thank you that we're healed. Thank you that we're whole. Thank you, Lord, we're delivered. Hey, I feel that Marcella anointing coming upon this church. Hey, we tear down the spirits of depression. We tear down the unthankful hearts. We tear down the things that are standing between us and you. Because this season right here is where we're supposed to be spending time with you and celebrating that we can. Hey, Yakaba, Yandaba, Sa, Ho. In Exodus 12, 14, he said, It's memorial for me. These feasts are memorial to me. 
See, we talk a lot about atonement, but what about the Feast of Trumps? We hadn't talked about that. This is what we're in right now. This is what, where we're at, to thank him for what he's done. Can you thank him for what he's done? Woo! So in the Word, there's a collection of the tabernacles. There's the trumpet. There's the atonement. And there's the Feast of Trumpets, the atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of Trumpets reveals the soon-coming king. The atonement teaches us that he came in the flesh. Tabernacle, he plans to establish relationship with us. That's the one we're in right now. He plans to establish relationship with us. So when we come and give him our money, and as I'm preaching this today, if you feel to give, you want to sow your tithes in the offering, then this is a good time to do it. In Deuteronomy 16, 16, he said, Don't come before me empty-handed. Maybe you have nothing to give today, but you can give him your heart. You can tell him that you that last thing he's asked you to do, you can do that as a sacrifice, as sowing into this season gratefulness he said the unthankful won't enter into the kingdom of heaven he's got it right there with the fearful you know there was only one of them lepers that came back and said thank you so ungrateful spirit is very relevant in the body of christ because we feel entitled but i was studying the other day and i remembered pastor pinson saying your parents don't owe you anything when you turn 18 they don't owe you anything and I was studying about inheritance, and that came back to me. And I said, well, God, what is that? He said, a spirit of entitlement. And I said, well, what are we entitled to? What can I tell the people to tell their children or tell anyone else that has that spirit? What can we tell them that they're entitled to? He said, tell them they're entitled to their inheritance because they're the seed of Abraham. Hallelujah. They're entitled to their inheritance. Every promise in here is for you. He's, he's, gave, he's given it to us. We just got to claim it. We've got to take hold of it in the spirit realm and pull it into our life. We got to activate it. He said in Zechariah 10, 1, he said, if you'll ask of me, I'll send rain. He said, I'll send rain and I'll send a harvest because it takes rain to have a harvest. Hallelujah. But see, we just, sometimes we feel like, God, you hadn't sent no rain. God, you hadn't gave me a car. God, you ain't gave me a man. God, where's that wife at that's supposed to clean and cook? You think she's coming to you when you got that attitude? I'm not sending her to you. I'm not, I'm not sending no wife to no man that all he wants is somebody to cook and clean in the bed. I'm going to tell you. And they asked me. All these women's coming, they, they, uh, yeah, I'm not sending them to you. I don't care if I've known you 25 years. I care about them too. And I'm not sending them into that kind of bondage. Because you told us in Romans to be not equally yoked with the yoke of bondage anymore. That we don't have to go back into that stuff. We don't have to go back into bondage. We don't have to go back into control. God doesn't want his people controlled. He wants his people to love. Somebody say, I'm a lover. <laughs> Tim told me years ago when mama said, if you're a praiser, get on this side.
If you're a worshiper, get on this side. Or a warrior, that's what it was. If you're a worshiper and a praiser, get on this side. If you're a warrior, get on this side. Tim said, I'm a lover. <laughs> I said, you just don't want to fight, baby. I know what you said. He picked sides real quick. He's like, I know what she's been asked for. She's been asked for it fast. And he said, I'm a lover. I am a lover. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Shakaba. Whoo. So, we, <laughs> I'm trying to, whoo. So, this season, right now, this day, we're in the middle of the seven days. Our pastor Barbara's been teaching us all about atonement. Well, this is in the middle of the seven days to be grateful, to be thankful. Why did God set up this feast? He set it up to establish Israel in the flight from Egypt. He wanted them to remember where he brought them from. He wanted them to remember how he took them out of that bondage, whether it was religion, whether it was drugs. Sometimes religion is worse than drugs. Self-righteous spirits aren't hard to break. Um, whether it was control from, from uh, boss, from from family member, whatever. He says in his word, there's a year of release. That's part of one of the things that happened in the feast, the year of release. That means you are set free from debt. You're set free from bondage. You're set free from sickness. You're set free from disease in that season. Hallelujah. In this season right here, the year of release. Somebody say, I need a year of release. Those things have kept you bound. Those people, people that's kept you bound, acting like you owe them something. Well, you can say, I already growed up. I already growed up. <laughs> no, you respect, I'm just saying, people using you, trying to enslave you to build their own kingdoms and not his kingdom. That happens in marriage. That happens in ministries. That happens at work. He says there's a year of release. And you don't have to feel guilty not to stay in that because you're already grown. And so now you're able to take care of yourself. You're able to know God for yourself. You're able to come into a relationship yourself. You're not having to serve that man or that woman. You already did that. And there's a year of release. That's why I gave this praise to Pastor Dana here a while back. Not that we won't have other praise leaders. But she was released. She is the praise leader. Amen. Why? Because she submitted. Sometimes what they say, the last one standing. <laughs> hey, that's probably why I'm here. I was the last no play. Last one standing. No, because of the price she paid. So there was a year of release. There was a year of release with me and Pastor D. When did it happen? Me and Julie was sitting somewhere with her, waiting on a plane. And she wanted me to go to the conference and serve her and I was gonna do it she wanted I don't know how to drive in Florida Orlando but I was gonna she's gonna stay in her place and I was gonna take her back and forth and help dress her and all these things because she's older now and Julie got me aside and she said Angie I don't think you're supposed to do that 
that was real hard for me because I was trained to submit. I was trained. You know, one, when I had a complaint, my mama said, do you, do you want your destiny? Go knock on that door and tell her you're sorry. And I didn't do it. So I was trained that way. And when, when Julie says, no, you're not supposed to do that, I listened to her because I listened to y'all. And y'all kept me, y'all kept me grounded so I didn't get flighty and flaky. So it was hard for me, but I told her, no, ma'am, I'm not going to be able to do that. But what happened, I went, I grew to about the same level as her. But then there came a time, and I say this, I don't even want to say this, but you can outgrow your mentor. I'm going to say that. You can outgrow your mentor. And when you outgrow your mentor, then ask God what to do. If you've submitted and you've submitted like Elisha did, Elijah poured water in his hand and he's got the double portion, but they're still making you stay on that level, that's not God. Because they should promote you. By that time, I mean, these two went on vacation with Tim and I, and we had a wonderful time in Branson. By that time, we can be friends. Like God says, you're no longer my servant, you're my friend. See, there's always growth in God. And anybody that's trying to keep their hand on you is because they have fear. They have fear to release you into your next level. But a true leader is going to lead, they're going to release you in the next level and hope you do double like Elisha did double than Elijah. Elijah didn't try to keep Elisha down. And Elisha did 14 miracles and Elijah did seven. But we love it. Now, was Elijah a powerful man? Yeah. And that's more powerful because he finally said one day, Elisha, what do you want? Have you submitted and submitted and served and served? And then all the, has anybody ever said, what do you want? Because it should get to that place. It should get to that place. What would you like to do? Because you've been faithful. Amen. Being faithful over a few things, you'll be ruler over much. So this season is the feast established for Israel in the flight from Egypt. So we can also give thanks of the areas that he set us free from. Amen. In the time of this feast, they made vows. They gave free will offerings, burn offerings for their sin, meat offerings, and peace offerings. It was very important. We get the same blessings that they got. Let's look at Joel 2, verse 23. Thank you, Jesus. Shakaba Sate. Joel 2, verse 23. This isn't for everybody. This is for who observes these feasts. <laughs> this is for who has relationship with Jesus Christ. This who goes and uses their access. I've got to use access to my credit card or whatever, debit card. i got to inheritance. i got to go up there and get my inheritance. So this is the same. But he said his people perish for lack of knowledge, so most of the body of Christ don't know to do these things. But if we observe his feast, we're going to get these blessings. 
We're going to get these seven blessings, and we're going to start in verse 23. He said, the first blessing is a double portion. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you, already given it to you, the former rain, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former and the latter rain in the first month. What's the former and latter rain? It's who you submitted to is a man or in yours. They don't have to be dead till you get their mantle. Did you serve them? I come alongside Pastor D. I come alongside Sister Witt. When I was at her house, I said, I want that anointing for emotional healing. I want that. Will you release it into my life? And I lived with her two years on and off coming back here too. But that mantle, God told me, get close to her because it will be, it will help this mantle. It will help this mantle, what God's told us to do. So, um, verse 24, the second one is financial abundance. Somebody say, I need some financial abundance. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and your vats shall overflow with wine and oil. Number three is restoration. I will restore you the years the locust has eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And you'll eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God because I dealt wondrously with you. Number four is working miracles. There's wondrously. Supernatural signs, wonders, and miracles. He said that's number four, your miracles. Number five is his presence. And you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. Hallelujah. So far, I'm getting double portion, financial abundance, restoration, miracles, and his presence. And the next one is verse 28, blessings on your family. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. And your young men shall see visions. Shandaraba. And also upon the servants, upon the handmaidens in those days will I pour out my spirit and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. Thank you, Lord. Number seven is deliverance. Somebody say, whoo, I need some of that sometime. Verse 32. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. In Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall ye be deliverance, shall be deliverance as the Lord has said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Some of the things that were done in this season was Solomon dedicated his newly built temple. Old things have passed away, and behold, things, new things have come. So a lot of the old things in your life, there's going to be a clean slate. See, this is the new year in Israel. It's already started. So your New Year's resolutions, things you want to change, this is the time to, to put that before the Lord and ask him to help you. So Solomon, he dedicated the newly built temple. You're going to see you may get new houses, new cars, houses you didn't build, lands you didn't buy. There's a changing of the guards in this season. We know Evangelist Kobe already saw that in this ministry in some areas. Changing of the guards and the garments because he gave them white garments in this time. 
new commitments are going to be made. And one of my favorites, 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 10 through 13, Shekinah glory fell and filled the house, and the priest couldn't even preach. Woo! All of these things happened during the feast. Solomon kept the feast. The people stayed in the tents. They stayed in the booths. And they would take branches and wave before the Lord. We want to thank you. We didn't die last week when that high priest went in there. I want to thank you that my sins are forgiven. I want to give you praise that we're making it another year, God. I thank you, Lord. And I wave my branch with a wave offering and thanksgiving. And they stayed in those booths seven days. They stayed in those huts seven days. Praising their God. Hey, celebrating, celebrating festivals. Hey, Kabbalah, Shaka. Hey, hey, hey. Ha, ha, ha. Let's look at 2 Chronicles 7 9. How much we know this one? Ha, ha, ha. I got something to celebrate. And in the eighth day, they made a solemn assembly, for they kept the dedication of the altar seven days and the feast seven days. I think I started at nine. <laughs> Start at verse seven. Moreover, Solomon hallowed the middle of the court that was before the house of the Lord, for there he offered burnt offerings and the fat of the peace offerings, because the brazen altar which Solomon had made was not able to receive the burnt offerings and the meat offerings and the fat. Also, at the same time, Solomon kept the feast. Somebody say we're keeping the feast today in honor of God. For seven days, and all Israel with him, a very great congregation from the inner end, to the river of Egypt. And in the eighth day, they made a solemn assembly for they kept the dedication of the altar seven days and the feast seven days. And on the seventh day, the people were in the tents and they were happy and they were merry. And this is where we're at right now. One of the other things that happened in John 7, verse 1 and 2, they did try to kill Jesus in that time. In this time right here, they tried to kill him at the time of the feast. So they may be trying to kill you with their mouths. They may be trying to kill you with persecution. The enemy may be trying to tell you you're not good enough today. But he's saying, he's saying celebrate these feasts for what I've already done for you. That I've already been on that cross for you. I've already sent my son for you. So let's come with thanksgiving in our heart and praise in our mouth. High praise in our mouth and a two-edged sword in our hand. Hallelujah. Shandarabasate. He says if, if his people humble themselves and pray and seek his face, he'll heal our land. I already know this land's going to be okay. The people under this covering is going to be okay. I already know. God's already spoken to me. We were okay during the meal situation. My husband's working more overtime than he ever has. And the people here are okay. We're going to be okay in this. They're, they're saying some things for the next three months that's supposed to happen. And they're not positive, but God told me we're going to be okay in this ministry. So I know we just celebrated atonement, and it means covering. So it's important to stay under a covering and not go out and do your own thing, especially in times like this when, when uh, 
hell's going to hit the world and the church is going to get lighter and lighter because that's his word. Gross darkness is coming on the world, but the church is going to get lighter and lighter. And the former, the latter rain is going to be greater than the formal. You know what the formal and latter rain means? It means what, what your mama had or your pastor had and what you had. When my mama went to heaven, God told me when I was laying on my face, scared to preach. He said, you got hers and you got yours. You have the former and the latter. That's what it means. If Brother Floyd goes on to heaven, his Pastor Barbara got his and hers. Hopefully we'll all go together, but just saying, that's the former and the latter rain. Hallelujah. Everything that you went through, none of it's lost because you get anointings out of that. If you was going and you knew you you was doing what you thought was the will of the Lord, then there's an anointing that came on you. Just like I sit under Dr. Murdoch and I sit under Miles Monroe at the conferences. Yes, I was submitted to Dr. Sorella, but every January when I would go and seek God for the word of the year for this ministry, Dr. Miles Monroe was where it came from. I was sitting there in his services and God would quicken a word to me out of his word. It was my revelation out of his revelation that God gave us. So that would be the whole year focused on what God said. And then the other man of God was Dr. Mike Murdoch. God told me sitting in that service one day, he said, I want you to give an offering to him because I want you to receive part of his mantle of wisdom. So it's important who you're under because whatever's on that head is going to come on you. Because it says that in Psalms 133 that it runs down Aaron's beard and it comes upon the people. So what's ever on that head, if it's division, if it's strife, if it's, if it's miracles, that's what's coming on you. Hallelujah. Hey. Hey. Whew. I have one more scripture. I know it's getting late. Shandarabasate. I have several, but I'm going to say one more. First Thessalonians 4.16. I have a hard time finding First Thessalonians. <laughs> First Thessalonians 4.16. I'm getting there, y'all. I'm sorry. I didn't mark as many scriptures because I was trying to step out on faith. <laughs> I'm leaving some of these. I believe God. First Thessalonians 4, 1 through 6. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus Christ, that as you have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. That's wrong. 4.16. 4.16, not 1 through 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. What's today? A celebration. Festive. Joy. He shall sin with a shout. 
and the voice of the archangel. What's the archangel? Archangel is over the angels. If it says archangel, he's an angel over the angels. The voice of the archangel with the trumpet of God. Is this the time of Trump? <laughs> and it must be celebrating. And I don't know, it may be a still small voice, but right here it says shout. So I believe it's going to be loud enough that the dead are going to be raised because that's what the word says. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The first shout in the Bible that I can remember is the walls of Jericho and they fell. But the second shout is going to be when people rise up. Hallelujah. Hey, kata. Anda the second shouts when your mamas and your grandmas, your brothers, your sisters, your babies, all of those things that's happened. If they knew Jesus Christ, then you're going to meet them in the air. And we're going to live together forever. That's something to shout about. That's something worth giving your life for. So this feast today, this week, shows us his plan to send Jesus to establish fellowship with us. So I want to ask you today, just like in the breakthrough year last night, you know, my husband's wanting to buy me that Volvo outside. We're supposed to take it back tomorrow or buy, buy it. But, but last night, I said, God, I really like that car, you know. But I think I want to sow it back into the kingdom. Can you sow something you don't already have? Yeah. Because my faith's there that I can have that car tomorrow. I already know I can. So, yeah, I can give it back. I said, I think I want to sow it for the school and the revival house. Because that brings me joy more than a car. Well, that was my whatever number of sacrifices in these last three weeks. But maybe there's something God's doing with you today. Maybe it's just that one thing. You don't have to do all ten things. Just do one thing today. And he'll celebrate it. He will dance over it. He will shout over it. He will rejoice over it because you loved him more than it. Because that's all it is, is an it. That's all it is, is an it. And I'm not making light, because some of the things you might have to sacrifice are girlfriends and boyfriends. Some of the things you might have to sacrifice is jobs. Some of the things you might have to sacrifice is to go to work. See, everybody's not on the same road. We all got different paths that we're on, where God's dealing with us in different areas, according to the walk we have with Him. And he told us to walk by faith and not by sight. So Shannon's going to take that little car right back over there tomorrow in El Dorado and turn it in. And I'm going to rejoice today because that's a seed in the kingdom of God. That's a seed in the kingdom of my Lord. And I want to thank him for what he's done for me. I want to honor him today. And the only reason I ever think about getting something like that is because God told me when I had that Cavalier, Mandy, I had that Cavalier when I, when I started pastoring, and it was paid for. 
And people would say things. You need to be driving something nicer than that. See, people don't realize people put pressure on their pastor to do more so they can feel like they can do more, and that's fine and okay. But in my flesh, I want to say, well, you're going to pay for it. (laughs) That's what I wanted to say. But I heard what they said, and I heard it from a couple people, and I'm like, okay, God. So we try, he, he showed me how to sell that to Rhonda where she didn't have to go to the bank. We came down off our car what we could get out of it so she could pay cash for it. So when you judge people for what they're driving, you don't know how many cars they've given away or helped people or houses or anything else. You don't know what they've done. So then he says, Tim's his hobby He's been driving the same car like truck for 10 years and he won't go get him one. But his hobby is to go look at vehicles. So I usually say, can you stop at Walmart and let me out? Because he'll do it everywhere. But uh, there's been a few times and he said these are times he gets caught buying a new vehicle. There's a few times, you know, I'll, I'll just sit in there. But this one time in Little Rock, that red chariot was sitting up on the pedestal, and he drove through there. I wasn't wanting a car, wasn't thinking about a car. My maxima was paid for. And the Holy Ghost said, that's your chariot of fire. He said, I'm taking you to another level, higher level, like Elijah, and this is your chariot of fire. So when I... when I traded my car in, the mask was spotless. It didn't have no scratch. They said, this is a pretty car. This is a pretty car. But I wasn't grieved because God told me to do it. And I've been driving it five years. So the other day, he took me, Julie's birthday day, Julie's birthday day. <laughs> he drove through this little place on the way home and you like this Lincoln? You like this Lincoln? No, I don't like the back of the Lincoln. No, I don't like it. You like the, he's, He went by a car, that one. I said, back up. <laughs> <laughs> back up. And uh, so he's the kind of man that he wants anything that his wife wants, you know. A lot of men are that way. If we just release them and let them be that way, we won't try to control them. And I said, baby, you need to get a truck. He said, I ain't getting no truck. You want that car? You can have it. We'll get it Monday. So he called over there and brought it home. And I hadn't known, is that God at this time, like I did the other ones? Because I'm going to share this and we'll go. God's been dealing with me. I told them last night. The word says, delight in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. So when you start serving God and he's moving on you to do something, you're going to feel all this electricity, ah, you know, all these butterflies. He's wanting you to give a message in tongue. He wants you to go there and pray for somebody to be healed. Then as you renew your mind, you're going to come into a place of not feeling a lot sometimes, and you got to hear that still small voice. He said he wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in the... Uh, was the other one? He wasn't in the storm. He's in the still small, the fire. He wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in the fire, in the still small voice. But for 
for a while now, I've been like, God, I'm not sure that's you because I'll hear something with my mind. And I'm used to only hearing through my spirit only. I didn't do anything until I heard it right here. I said, well, God, but you're not talking to me like that anymore. So what is this? And it's another step of faith. Because when we renew our mind, we should be having the mind of Christ by now. And he said he'd give you the desires of your heart because he's going to change our desires. And they're going to be what he wants us to have. But he's your husband. If he wants you to have a new car, a new dress, he's gonna, or a new boat, if you're a man, he's going to say, get that. He's going to say, get that. You can have that kind of relationship with him that he'll say, wear that dress, wear those pants, do that, get that car. Because you sow, 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 and one day the reaper overtakes the sower, and he's a good husband, and so he wants you to have nice things, and he don't want you to live in poverty and thinking you can't ever have nothing because you got to give everything. Well, that's backwards because if you give, it'll be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Shall men give under your bosom? So we should eventually come into the mind of Christ where the mind is renewed by the Spirit, and when you hear it, it's God. When you hear it, it's God. When I hear it, it's Him. When He said, if I spend this much time with Him, this is the Feast of the Trumps, if I spend this much time with Him, and, and I don't think I know His voice, there's something wrong, then I'm doing something else. I'm feeling an emotional need for me. But if I spend time with him for him, then I'm going to bear fruit. And then my mind's going to be his mind. My will's going to be what he wants. He said, not my will, but your will at the Garden of Gethsemane. It's not going to be what I want anymore. It's going to be what he wants. And then you can walk and live in victory 100% of the time. And you don't have to be condemned when you want to spend some money on yourself. Because you've been sowing in the kingdom. And he says, now it's time for you to eat some of your harvest. You don't give your harvest. You eat some of your harvest. Hey, There's people here today. There's that one thing. Maybe there's more for you. Maybe, there, you know, Joyce Meyer says, She's got a book. If you want to conquer something, then do that for 21 days. Don't try to conquer 10 things. Conquer that one. Spend 21 days doing that. And when you forget the third day, you, you go in there the fourth day and you do it. And then you do it and you do it. And she said you can break every habit that way. So we want to focus on the one thing today, Lord. And we're just going to put it at your feet right now. We're just going to honor you on this day and these next few days of this season and celebrate you and what you've done for us. We also want to bring our offering, our hearts, our habits, whatever it is, Lord, we want to lay it at your feet. And we just give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Thank you again for tuning in with us.
If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed. In Jesus' name.